Good morning, church. Now you can hear me. I can hear myself. Thank you. Well, it's good to be here. It's always good to be in the house. I really appreciate the honor this morning to share the word with you. Uh, I'm not going to take much of your time. Seemingly, you guys need to go and uh, prepare for the coming of the Lord Jesus, not for Christmas. <laughs> so I'm just going to be brief and to the point this morning. Right. Uh, how many of us really understand that the world is exactly what it ought to be? What is happening in the world now, whether it is good to you or not, is exactly what has to be happening. And how many of us understand that you are not even going to change it? The things that are happening ought to happen. The world ought to be corrupt. The world ought to be wicked. There has got to be lawlessness in the world. The world ought to sink because the world is ruled by a wicked man called Satan. I mean, people know that everything takes the shape of the leader. Everything takes the mindset and the heart set of the leader. What really did you expect from Satan? Peace, prosperity, joy, harmony? Not even, because he doesn't even know how to spell those words. <laughs> So what's happening in the world, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what ought to be happening. The only issue is what you are becoming as a child of God. In all this lawlessness, in all this corruption, in all this wickedness, in all this madness in the world, what are you becoming? And the intention of God is that you all become like Christ. And why like Christ? Because he is the given example of endurance. He's, give, he's a given example of how a child of God ought to conduct themselves in a corrupt environment like ours. Because he showed us how to resist, how to endure, and how to overcome. Hallelujah. This morning I am talking to you briefly on a message that is called running with endurance. May I have it up if it is able to be shown. So we are going to read together Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, only four verses, and I will just make a few uh, observations or insights there, and uh, we will be done. Running with endurance. All of us here are on a run. We are not running away, no. But we are on a run. Because Christian life is a race. Christian life is a run. Christian life is a... Yes, let me use the word rest. But we run that rest differently. So all I need to do this morning, the word that is in my heart, is to encourage one another on how to run this race. 
in such a time as this one. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1 to number 4. Are you able to put it up there? I will read. This one is the last text. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the rest that is set before us. <coughs> Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, the joy, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Why do you need to endure? So that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. And the last verse says, In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your own blood, not your neighbor's blood, <laughs> not your priest, your pastor's blood, but your own blood. God bless the reading of the word. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, thank you this morning for such an opportunity and privilege to share your word. This morning with your saints, your people, your church that you purchased with your own blood. I just humble myself, Lord, and ask you to take over. I decrease that you may increase. Speak through me. I am your instrument this morning and forever. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen. I've said to you, ladies and gentlemen, that Christian life is a race. It's always referred to as a race in the Bible. If you read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 7, Paul will say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. You see, we are in a race as Christians. Of course, racing against the world. But we are in a race towards perfection. We are in a race towards home. We are in a race home. And in this race towards home, there are a number of things that you and me need to understand and need to master. Otherwise, we are going to be wearied and fade high-hearted. We are going to be tired. We are going to give up. We are going to lose hope we are going to lose direction. You get what I'm talking about? And when that happens, we will bring the name of the one we seek to glorify into shame and into disrepute. So in our running this race, we need to be foundationally wise on the principles of what God is expecting from us. So we run with endurance this race. The call and the motivation is to run with endurance. The rest that is set before us and the invitation is for us to endure till the end. Maybe let me help somebody 
briefly on what this endurance is all about. What is it to endure? If you read Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus is talking to us about what is going to happen, which you are already seeing now it's happening, he says, I think it's verse number 14 there, that he who endures to the end shall be saved. Yeah? He who endures, because there is gonna be pressure and you have to endure and so what is this endurance so to endure in this scripture ladies and gentlemen means to hold your ground in conflict you are not going to be swayed about anything else ladies and gentlemen spiritual conflict will always be there until jesus returns. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? So, are you able to hold your ground in that conflict? If you are unable to guess what, they will misdirect you. You will be swayed around and tossed around by any wind that blows and it looks like Christ and when it is not. To endure is to bear up against adversity. Adversity will always you people, you will be blamed and labeled and condemned and mocked and criticized. But will, are you able to bear up that adversity? If you are unable to, guess what? You will join them. Have you not heard in the world that they say, if you can't beat them, join them? So if you can't bear up, you will join them up and sell your birthright like Esau. To endure means to hold out, stand firm, under stress and pressure. The world will stress you. I am sure some of us here are stressed by what they see around and what they hear. But the issue is you must hold out. All the enemy is looking at is stressing your faith. Is stressing you and putting you under so much pressure until you say, mm, I think I believe the folk tale. Jesus is not really. That's what the enemy enjoys. And lastly, to endure means to be active and energetically resist defeat. Energetically resist defeat. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a race where we cannot be passive. We are in a race when we cannot allow ourselves to be too weak even to believe. Remember the Bible says in our weaknesses his power is made manifest. That is a different setup altogether. But you need to keep yourself strong in the inner man. So that even when you are weak, you are strong. Because you cannot be as weak as the enemy. You need to understand that the enemy is very weak. He is good in intimidation. When we were growing up, we used to fight as boys. And those boys who were cowards talked too much. Yeah? I will kill you, I will destroy you, I will do this and do this. You just walk towards them with one clip, ah, they run away. 
You see, that's what the enemy does. The enemy is very loud. Very, very outspoken. And with powerful words. And powerful language. He looks and sounds sophisticated. If you are weak, you run away from his words like Goliath. You remember the story of Goliath, David and Goliath. That's the picture of Satan and Jesus. That's the picture of the world and a Christian. But when you walk towards them in their post, before they know it, they are on the ground. And then the head is off. So all you need to do is to be energetic. How do you become energetic? Keep feeding your spirit man with the right food, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. You are with me this morning. I'm trying to help you understand this endurance. So we endure. How do we endure? I'll go back to my scripture. We endure by looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You see, our endurance is different from that of the world. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not canal. They, it means they are not natural. They are not common. They are not like any other. They look like they are mundane and stupid. But they are mighty in God. To the pulling down of strongholds. So our endurance is not physical endurance. We can go gym and do all kinds of stuff. Congratulations to keep the body fit. But when it comes to the spiritual matters, the 12 pack doesn't necessarily work. <laughs> we need the inner 12 pack. <laughs> and the Bible says we will endure, therefore, what develops our inner 12 pack is our continued looking up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And because he is the one who started this race. And when he came to earth, he came to show us how to run and how to endure. So when we look up to him, guess what? We become stronger and stronger and stronger. Because the more we see him, the more we become like him, the more we become bold, wiser, and the more we are able to sleep in a storm. Because we're looking up to the one who authored our failures, who authored our Christian life, who authored our being, that is Jesus Christ. When we take our eyes off him, we become weary. You see, the runner in this race, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to, let me read what I wrote. The runner must not look to other contestants, but must keep the eyes fixed on Jesus. You see, the challenge that we are having, or that you are probably having, that weakens your faith, is that you are looking at me. You are looking at the person next to you. You are looking at the other person. In this race that we are running, there is no competition. In this race, the only model is Jesus Christ. Not even your pastor or your bishop. So the idea is that all of us here, our eyes are fixed on Jesus Christ. If you can't see Jesus, you can't run. If you can't see Jesus, you are running to a wrong direction. And you are running wrongly. 
Because if you look at me, I will stumble and you stumble. When we were growing up, we used to play a game. Uh, what did, what was the game? Uh, that, that, that the leader would lead. And we just follow, 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 follow the lead. Follow. I jump, I jump, I jump, you jump. And when he sleeps, you sleep. When he stops, you stop. Do you see that? That's the purpose of leading. So if you follow me and you fix your eyes on me, when I see me, you also see. How many times have you seen people backslide because a man of God backslid? Because a Christian they trusted backslid. Never put your trust on men. Men is praying. No matter how anointed they are, they will disappoint you. But when you look at Jesus, he never, never stumbles. He never makes a mistake. He is too perfect. And the, re the way of enduring is to fix your eyes on Jesus Christ. Hear me, church, this morning. This world is clumsy. This world is corrupt. The target of this world is your faith. This world will create a lot of spookies, a lot of things that look like and they sound like. And I can assure you, if you are that type who looks at people and wants to have role models as human beings, you might emulate demon unknowingly. You might emulate a lot of horror unknowingly. But if you fix your eyes on Jesus Christ, you are on the right track. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Amen. You are in the world, but you are not of this world. Stop copying the world. The world is run by Satan, systematically so, to confuse even the elect. The Bible says they will deceive even the very elect of the things they do, because the guys are very subtle, very intelligent, very smart, and very neat. I hope I am communicating. So have your eyes opened by faith. So we are running a race of faith, ladies and gentlemen. This race is a faith race. Keep the faith. Talk to your neighbor and say, keep the faith. Without keeping the faith, your running is in vain. Are you listening to me this morning? That's why Paul said where we read in 2 Timothy, I have fought a good fight. Yeah, and I have finished the race. He's about to go home. You are not yet finished. Yeah, and he says, I have kept the faith. This is what qualifies the finishing the race and the fighting a good fight keeping the faith. So, keep the faith. If you can't keep the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, mm, things might not be what you want. So, when you run looking at others, you lose focus on Jesus Christ. And when you lose focus on Jesus Christ, you get weary, you get discouraged, you get lukewarm, and you are not effective in what you are doing, and you get misled. Talk to your neighbor and say, 
Why do you love me? Please look at Christ, not me. <laughs> very foundation. Very foundation. Because in most cases, when you look at other people, you begin to record all their weaknesses, eh? all their failures, all their mistakes. You begin to judge. Yeah? It is not your duty to look at that Christian. Your duty is to encourage the brother and not to make them your God. Keep encouraging. So when you are weak and all that, you get misled. He has shown us how to run and endure more so. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible in verse 1 of where we read says that we are surrounded with this cloud of witnesses. Of guys who have run the race. Of guys who have been persecuted. Of guys who have been there but they kept the focus. Yeah? They are there for our inspiration. They are there to suggest to you that I can do it as long as I am fixed on Christ Jesus. As long as I see Jesus. And Jesus himself came and assured this. Himself endured the hostilities of the world. So what he endured, we shall endure too. And what he faced or suffered, we shall face and suffer. The reason we look at him is because he has defeated all the challenges we face. Yeah? He's the winner, he's the overcome. So when you look at him, you are looking at somebody who went through what we are going through and overcame. Yeah? He endured all the hostilities. Ladies and gentlemen, the world is hostile to Christianity. The world is hostile to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Never think the world will pamper you. When it does that, it wants to mislead you. Remember that hostility is two-faced. There is hostility that is very hostile, violently. And then there is hostility that is deceptive. Yeah? That is very sweet, smiling, and they're doing all kinds of things. Yeah? So you need to be wise. So you can discern. So you don't suffer unnecessarily. So this world will always be rough at you. But you are supposed to be nice at it. And keep preaching Jesus. We don't return evil for evil. In our niceness, we don't have to be foolish. Yeah? We are nice but dangerous. We are nice but very wise. We will not say yes where we are supposed to say no. Neither will we say no where we are supposed to say yes. We're very vigilant and sober. We're not drunk by what makes the world drunk. Are you guys with me this morning? May God help us. I'm running somewhere. Please come along with me. The Bible says, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom suffers violence, and the violent now shall take it by force. Ladies and gentlemen, the kingdom of God begins with John the Baptist. He is the first man to preach the kingdom. Hallelujah. Yes, he's the first man to preach the kingdom. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus then comes in because John the Baptist has paved the way. The kingdom now comes. Oh, the Lord Jesus. From that day, 
the kingdom has been suffering violence after violence after violence after violence after violence after violence. And one of the biggest violences that the kingdom suffers is this masquerading nature of the enemy. The enemy can masquerade as an angel of light. That's the dangerous one. Yeah? The enemy can really preach the word. <laughs> the enemy can sing and worship and dance. The enemy can tithe. Yeah? The enemy can do what you and me are expected to do, and we become friends with him. And we miss the pastor. So we need, therefore, to be a people of faith because faith is a discerner, ladies and gentlemen. Faith knows what is truthful and what is fake. Faith can make the distinction. The only thing in your heart that can tell you this is fake, this is right, is your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you can't behold him every day and bow to fake things. Because when you, you, you behold Christ, he forms himself in you and you can tell this is God, this is not God. Let's not continue to be babies in this time. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a warfare. We are at war. Babies don't fight war. None of us is called to be a baby. We are all called to be soldiers of the cross. We are all called to fight and engage. You can be protected to a certain extent by other believers, but there comes a time when you need to arise and fight. Because that is what you are supposed to be doing. Fighting. And your cutting edge sword is your faith. So you're going to run the faith race with great endurance. So I am going to show you maybe one or two things according to that scripture that I need you to take care of as you run this race. Only two things that might cause you not to run effectively. That might cause you not to even run. Because most of believers these days world over are no longer running. Instead, they are partying with the world. They are dancing with the world. They are enjoying the world. They are the ones who are preaching the world more than the word of God. Yeah? They are now the brand masses, what you call them, the brand ambassadors of the world and the philosophies of the world and the things of the world instead of being ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says you and me are ambassadors of Jesus, not of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be careful. Can we put a distinction between that which is of the world and that which is of God? Then we will be a powerful army. Under persecution, we are powerful. Under anything of the enemy, we are winning, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus is not the commander of a losing arm. He is the commander of a brilliant arm, a mighty arm, a warrior army, a winning arm, which is you and me. All we need to do is to put on the mentalities of warfare. Let's stop hiding and running away. It's time to fight. 
course, we are in the world. If I were in Iran, I was going to say, Are we together this morning? Let me read from my Bible, sir. You can put there, but I will read from mine. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the rest that is set before us. Make no mistake, there is a rest before all of us, before we get to the grave. Before we get home, there is a rest. I must run. <laughs> that song, eh? Keep singing. There is a race that I must run. But how do you run this race? The Bible says, lay aside, number one, every weight. The weight. Lay aside every weight. You can't run while you are carrying so much weight. Yeah? You can put that that weight, the weight thing. You, you can't run carrying so much weight. You have to lay it. Who does it? Who does the laying aside? You. Not your elder. Not your bishop. Not your pastor. Ladies and gentlemen, it's good to pray for one another. But we are in days where believers need to rise and pray for themselves. And lay aside this way. What are we talking about here when we are talking about the way? Maybe the question is what weighs you down? You were once there, excited about the things of the Lord. What weighed you down? See how heavy you sound in the field these days. You can't even pray. The spirit is willing, the flesh, the flesh is refusing. What has weighed you down? You can't read the scripture. Even if you read, you can't understand. The mind is clouded because you are afraid. While you are reading the scripture, Omicron is saying, I am there. <laughs> Do you see me in that script? <laughs> Instead of seeing the omnipresent, the omniscient God, you are seeing Omicron, 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 Omicron. And you get defeated. What weighs you down? What slows you down? Let me suggest a few things that are weighing you down. Misinformation, number one. I've said this before. The biggest tool the enemy is using against you and me is misinformation. You guys, we love listening to what the world is saying. We love it. We can spend the whole day watching CNN, BBC, ENCA. Where they lecture you. <laughs> On how dangerous your enemy is. How deadly your enemy is. They never say but God. They end by saying go, 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 go and mask up. Go, go, go. Run away from others. Go, go. Stay indoors. Misinformation. 
Misinformation is weighing a lot of us down. Do you remember the story of a man who, 10 years after the war of liberation in Zimbabwe, appeared from a cave? He was still hiding 10 years after independence. Mm -hmm. eh? Did you just see that story? Yeah. Misinformation. He was still in a cave hiding, still stealing from people's fields. <laughs> thinking that it was wartime. You don't want to be there spiritual. You don't want to be there. Come out. Run. With endurance. By faith. And look up to Jesus. And begin to win. It's time we reversed the gained ground against us by the enemy. Misinformation. It's not only PPC and others who will misinform you. Your friends. Yeah? And many others. They misinform. Not only about Omicron. No. About Jesus. About the coming of the Lord Jesus. Here scientists have discovered that Jesus is not actually God. And you read the article. <laughs> when you see that happening, throw it away. It only, you know what is written there. If you read it, it might sow a wrong seed in your spirit. But you read. To prove, I just want to see these people lie. You know they are liars. Stop, stop reading their lies. Throw away their lies because they are lies. Are you with me this morning? Misinformation. Lies from the devil. The devil is a liar. Ladies and gentlemen, even if he says something that sounds like his truth, he is lying. Even if he came to you and said you are beautiful, the truth is you are beautiful, but he is a liar. Because out of him, truth can never come. He is saying you are beautiful because he wants to manipulate you. So when you listen, you know you are giving him a chance to mislead you. Are you guys listening to me? <laughs> Don't listen to Satan. It doesn't matter how he appears. He's after your faith. Hearing too much of the world, I've said this, the focus on what the enemy is doing more than what Jesus has done. That's what weighs down a lot of believers. What the enemy is doing. He will never stop doing. He must do what he is doing. His time is short. He knows very well. Very soon he will be in hell. So he must act. He must do. Your duty is to focus on what the Lord has already done. By the way, Jesus has already done it. When the enemy shows up with this, what has the Lord done? Yeah? Have that attitude. That Paul talks about in Romans chapter 8. What then shall we say to all these things? All this nonsense happening around us. What shall we say to them? If God be for us, who can be against us? He has no rival who is singing. He has no equal. Yeah. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who has loved us. So it doesn't matter what is happening. Yes, I might stay home, I shall, like you. 
but I have overcome. Are you listening to me? Guys, we are not victims, but victors. Don't confuse the two words. You are in victory by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, spoke of two things. Again, let me say this a little bit controversial. Then I will sit down. The idea of wasting your time waiting on God to do something for you is a, is a deception. Yeah. Everything the Lord will do for you, He has already done. Yeah. Our walk, our faith walk, is to look up the cross. Then our victory has been ordered and finished and accomplished. Maybe what you need to do is to take time to understand what it is that has been done on the cross of Calvary. Then you will walk in peace. You will sleep in a storm. Yeah? You will walk whistling. You will change the way you're walking like this and walk boldly. Because you are a winner in Christ Jesus. You already have won! Because he fought your battle before you got there. And perfected everything that concerns you and me. Our duty is to discover that, believe that, have faith in Him, and walk the walk by faith. Is that controversial? No. The last thing that you need to do, according to that scripture, for you to run is to lay aside the sin that entangles. Yeah? The sin that entangles. It's your duty to lay aside the sin your sin stop looking at my sin first look at your sin <laughs> and lay it aside push it off so you can run with endurance i listen to me a lot of us are referees as christians we're busy focusing on what's the brother doing Brother is in sin. The sister is in sin. The sister is not doing this. Please stop that religious attitude. It will destroy you. Me, 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 me. Lord, help me. Help my sin. If you are confessing sin, don't just go to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. Which one? Be specific. <laughs> specific. I'm struggling with gossip, Lord. Help discipline my tongue. That's how mature Christians confess and pray. I'm struggling with fornicative thoughts. Lord, help me. Don't hide those things from God because He knows them after all. All He is waiting for is your truthfulness, your genuineness. Not I just confess my sins. God, sorry for the sins. We are sinners, really. Hey, we are weak. <laughs> and all that. Hey, thank you for giving. No, then I understand. Go and be specific. Go and specify. Are you listening to me? When you come to me here, maybe yes, you can hide, hide the other thought. But when you are dealing with God, be specific. Lay aside the seed that so entangles. 
Maybe let me help you again there. Then I will take my seat. It's Christmas time. Uh, laying aside the sin that entangles, I put it this way. Don't give room to small sins. Yeah? I know I, we are just in the world. God understands that we are He really understands your failing. But he has given you authority to say no or yes. When shall you choose Jesus over your flesh? When shall you choose Jesus over your indulgence in world affairs? In world pleasures, in world means hear me, hear me very well. Seeing is sweet. Seeing is nice. At the beginning, it looks innocent, very innocent. It's just for today, it's just for a while, and the while becomes a mature believer runs away, walks away. Ah, ah, ah. I don't know. Are you your minds are going into the small things that I am not even talking about. Fear. Your biggest sin is your inability to pray. Your biggest sin is to confess Jesus but believe like Satan. That's bringing the name of the Lord into sin. Jesus appears to take away the sin, not the sins of the world. And which is this sin of the world? The sin of the world is rejecting Christ. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. So you cannot be found in that sin yourself. Hallelujah, Hosanna. Hallelujah, Jesus. But immediately after Hallelujah, Jesus, in my trade. You're walking in the mindset of Satan, the attitude of Satan, in the behavior of Satan, in the conduct of Satan. You are enjoying his fires, you are enjoying his thoughts, you are enjoying his speakings, his philosophies, and all that kind of stuff. You are rejecting the Christ. Lay off that sin. I want to plead with you. We are in a war. We are in a warfare time. The Lord Jesus is coming soon. We need to search ourselves. Search your heart. Search your mind. Are you with me this morning? Hey, I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about our personal life with the Lord Jesus Christ. Search your heart. He said himself, Jesus, none of us is he. Except the Father is I didn't say anti perfect. No? There is nothing, there's nothing in the Bible where you are called anti perfect. You are called to follow Jesus. You are called to copy Jesus. So keep following. When you follow, you delay the world things. You delay, you drop off, you lay off some of these things and you begin to pick up the Christ likeness, yeah? his nature. He's this little by little, step by step, process by process. Before you know it, you smell like Jesus. Yeah? 
you are three demons coffee because you are smelling like Christ. <laughs> Will you see it and feel it? It is not by feeling, but by faith. Never wait until I feel it. That time will never come. Rise by faith and preach. Rise by faith and witness of Jesus. Rise by faith and pray. Rise by faith and read the word. Don't wait for, I'm not feeling it, Brother K. You will never be. It's not a faith it's thing. It's a faith it's thing. It's a belief it's thing. I will do this one. Let's go and run with it. That's what you want to say. Put away the word. Fear. Kick it out. Mm-hmm. Don't disqualify yourself. Jesus qualified you with his blood. All of us here are able. All of us here can send a legion of demons running away. All of us here have the authority Amen. to take over serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. All of us here are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of us here are called to occupy till he comes. What does that mean, to occupy till he comes? Then I'm done. Let me show you. It simply means endure till I come. Stay put in that position till I come. Stay praying till I come. Stay preaching till I come. Stay believing till I come. Stay walking till I come. Don't give up. Don't quit till I come. Keep the rest. Endure. I am coming soon. And I'm coming with my reward. For whoever endures to the end shall be saved. That's your occupation. And my occupation. Keep testifying. Yeah? Keep telling others about Jesus. It's Christmas time. Don't tell them about Christmas. Tell them about Jesus. Yeah? When you invite them home for food before they eat your meats and everything else, open the Bible. First John chapter 5, verse number 11 to 12. This is the testimony we have that God has given us eternal life. And that life is in His Son. And who has the Son has the life. And who does not have this Son has no life. My brother and my sister, do you have the Son of God? Before you eat my food, do you have the Son of God? Because if you don't have him, you might have church, you might have everything else. You don't have life. And they help them. Then they will eat well. <laughs> then you will enjoy Christmas. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> God nourish you. God preserve you during a busy festive season. Let's be busy with holy things during the busy season. Hallelujah. Stay safe. Stay alert. Stay vigilant. Jesus is coming soon. God really, really nourish you. Let none of you be sick over the Christmas festival. I stand against sickness in your families. I stand against the spirit of death in your families during the festive season. It is a time of resting and it's a time of rejoicing and enjoying the victories that we have won throughout the year. It hasn't been easy, ladies and gentlemen. 
but this far he has taken us. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you this morning that this far you have taken us. And our hearts can shout Ebenezer. Glory to him who sits on the high and who is coming again. Lord, we are so proud of you as our Father. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. We thank you for your goodness. That is not only running after us, but that is all over us and guiding us and leading us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we commit ourselves, our children, our families, our relatives into your hands during this festive season. We know the enemy is at work during this season, oh God. He kills so much on the roads. He, he causes so much accidents and many other things. But we stand here and declare that we, the children of the Holy One, we, the sons of the living God, we, the ambassadors of the Lord Jesus, we are not celebrating like the world. We, we are not as drunk as the world, oh God. We are not as busy as the world. We are as busy as you are. And therefore, you have preserved us and protected us for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray that even as we will gather here next Saturday, it will be a marvelous time together as we celebrate our Lord and our Savior. Father, throughout this week, thank you for victory. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Thank you very much. Happy Christmas.